0: hey y'all this is charlie and we are living loving laughing in grace and a blessed blessed new year to you your family and all of your loved ones uh i just uh i am so excited and just can't wait to see everything that the lord has for us this year amen and i am just hoping and believing with you as well too um uh, my friends i believe that 2022 is going to be your best year yet. Amen. You know, our God is a God of of ever increasing. He's a God who multiplies. He's a God who pours out more and more and more. He doesn't take us backwards. Amen. He always takes us to a higher place than we were before. Even when we stumble and we fall, we're moving up the mountain, right? And, you, and, and, and we fall into the mountain. Amen. But we don't, he doesn't let us roll all the way back down it. Hallelujah. So I am uh, declaring to you right now that the year 2022 is going to be our best year yet. We're going to see the father's love and a new and a deeper way a fresh way that we just can't possibly imagine. We have to rely on him to show it to us. I'll rely on him To take our our hearts into a place that we can't even imagine. Hallelujah. And you know, we're just going to, we're going to do this too. Do you know that there is a scripture in the Psalms that says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word, according to your word, revive me as in replenish me, restore me, breathe your life into me, bring me back to health and wholeness and completeness, do all of this according to to your word, not according to what I think, not according to my understanding, not according to what I know of your word, but according to your word, my friends, that is a prayer of letting go. It's a, it's a way of acknowledging saying, you know what? I believe That my daddy God has things that are so great for me. His blessings are so much bigger than I could possibly know or comprehend. That I'm not even going to try to tell him anymore how and when to bless me or how much is enough. I'm just going to say, Father, bless me, revive me according to your word. Hallelujah. According to your desire. According to your heart. Because my friends, his heart is so much bigger than ours. His desires for us are so much greater than we could ever possibly imagine. So let's do that right now. We're just going to let go and, and pray that to our father. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Just trust him, trust in his goodness towards you. You know, we can trust that. Why? Because he's already laid down his life for us. What else would he now hold back? The Bible says that very thing in Romans 8, 32, that having now given us his one and only son, how would he hold back anything else? But he freely, say freely, he freely gives us all, say all, y'all know how much I love that word all, three little letters, but they're such beautiful letters when you put them together, A-L-L, he gives us all things in Christ Jesus, hallelujah. So back to that prayer, Daddy God, we do, we thank you right now that you are with us. You are for us because you are a good God. You are doing good things in us, through us and around us that you are on our side. And we just declare to you now in our, in our life and the lives of our loved ones from this day throughout this year, revive us according to your word in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends, that was all for free. (laughs) Now we're going to get started. Hallelujah. Maybe I say get started, but you know what? We're already started. The Lord is always here speaking a good word for you. And I am so excited about the word he has for us today because since this is our first time coming together in the year 2022, we will be receiving our word of the year from our loving Heavenly Daddy. And it is a good, 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 fattening word, my friends. This word is going to fill you up. And he has so much for us that, in fact, we're going to have to chew on this in little bits at a time. And and I can already see that this is a word he's going to continue bringing up to us throughout the year because there's just... Manifold blessings in it, manifold grace, manifold discoveries of everything that he's done for us, of who we are in him, of the victories that he has for us. Hallelujah. So I'm going to share that word, but not quite yet. Um, I do want to share this with you too, because, you know, this is something I learned from a ministry that I have been under for many, many years uh, back since 2008. And that would be the ministry of Pastor Joseph Prince. And, um, at that time for many years, I couldn't even go to church. I was an invalid. Uh, and so I would watch his sermons on TV or order them by DVD, CD, any way I could get a hold of them. And so in essence, in a way I went to church at his church because that's the only way I could go to church and let that be an encouragement to you, my, my friends. The Lord knows your heart and he knows if you're in a situation where you can't join together with other believers. Now his heart's desire is that we do right in Hebrews. It tells us as we get closer to the day of his returning, that people are going to want to stop gathering together. Hmm. Do you think maybe the devil's trying to, to bring that about with what's going on in the world? But, but the Lord tells us not, not to turn away from gathering together. In fact, I think you need to hear that verse directly. In Hebrews 10:25, he says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, so much the more, my friends. As you see the day approaching, the day of our savior calling us up is approaching. And he's saying, even the more as you see that day approaching, let you gather together. Now, here's the thing. I understand that, you know, in some places you still can't physically gather together right now. And that's what I was talking about that even long before COVID, I had many years where I could not physically gather together with anyone, but the Lord knows that we can still come together in spirit my friend, right? Remember the spirit part of you is the permanent part of you, right? Our, he made our bodies, he made our souls, but we're going to get brand new ones of those. But the minute you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, your spirit was brought to life. It was already renewed. It's never going to change again. Hallelujah. Your spirit has been perfected. And Jesus told us that we're two or three gathered together in his name, not in a place, But in his name, there he is in the midst of us. So even right now, as you and I, we are gathered together to the name of Jesus Christ. The reason you tune in is because you want to hear more about Jesus Christ. You want to hear about your loving Heavenly Father. You're not tuning in to hear my ideas, right? You're not tuning in to hear about me because me can't do nothing for you. But Jesus, oh, how he can. So he tells us, right, even when we can't come together physically, that we can still come together in spirit. But if we can come together physically, let us do that. Amen. We don't want to forsake the assembling of ourselves. Hallelujah. So, wow. Wow. I don't know who that bunny trail was, but you just took me down a really long bunny trail. (laughs) Where were we going? I think my brother and my sister, that you needed to hear that because you know what? This is just how wicked and cruel the devil is. You know, your body is broken and so you can't move. You have to be in that hospital bed. You have to be on that couch. You have to be in that bed right now, right now, right, right now, not permanently. And so then the devil comes to you with these condemning, judging thoughts, about how you're not in church. And so the Lord can't bless you. You can't expect him to be good to you when you are not going to church physically, physically going to church. And you know, I even prayed for a man in a hospital once who believed that. He believed even though he was there and had to have surgery on that day, which was a Sunday, and this was before COVID, he believed that the Lord was taking note that he wasn't in church. My friends, that is not the loving heavenly father that we serve. What his father was taking note of is that his son is broken and hurting in a hospital and that he wants him healed and made whole. And he even provided this miraculous uh, organ that this man needed a transplant. And it came at the right time, just barely in the nick of time. He found a match and was able to have that surgery. My friends, don't let the devil steal the miracles that your father is working for you. He had that precious, precious man full of so much condemnation that instead of praising the Lord for what he was doing for him right there in that hospital room, he was condemning himself because he wasn't physically in church. Can I tell you that where I have got to grow to know my Savior, where he's unveiled his word to me, was all those years in my bed where my husband just kept playing the Bible on CD for me and sermons on CD. And then when I was finally strong enough to move to the couch, he moved me to the couch. And here's the thing, the devil was trying to kill me. He did not want you to get to hear the words that the Lord puts in my mouth. Now he was trying to kill me and he was trying to, to uh, get me on the sidelines, right? He can't take my spirit. The Lord's already got that, but he can try to make us unfruitful. He can try to make us miserable, but the Lord took that time and see what the devil meant against me, which was years of being isolated. And believe me that at first that was very hard for me. I have, I've, I've always been a people person till I wasn't for a time because of all of the abuse, but in my heart, I've always loved people probably because for most of my life, Christ has been in my heart and Christ loves people, right? So the isolation was very difficult, except then There was my savior and he took that and he used that as a time to show me in a way I could not possibly imagine a way according to his word just how loving he is, how beautiful he, he is, how much he cares for me. He bound up in, in my broken heart from years and years and years of abuse and rejection and neglect and manipulation that I had suffered from the time that I was a child. Want to make sure you know none of this has to do with my incredible husband. This was all baggage that I brought in long before I even met him. Amen. So the Lord used that time that the devil had against me, like you who are listening right now, and he's come against you, but the Lord takes it. He takes everything. It tells us in Romans 8, 28, and he turns it for our good. The Bible says he works all things together for our good so the very years the lord that the devil meant to destroy me and that isolation the lord used to strengthen me both in my soul my mind and my emotions and then in my body Hallelujah. And he's doing the same for you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what the report has said, how big that problem is. I don't care. Our God is greater. Our God is bigger. Hallelujah. There is nothing greater or more powerful or more loving than our heavenly father. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. You want to know why you've got those big problems going on in your life? Why I had those big problems going on in my life. So many times in my life, the devil has tried to kill me and you know what? They've all become moments where the Lord got to prove his faithfulness to me. I want to make this really, really clear. The Lord never once saved me or did anything for me or healed me because I'm good. He saved me. He healed me. He protected me. He delivered me because he is good. Hallelujah. Because his son paid the price because Jesus Christ took all the punishment that I deserved. He took all the pain and the sickness and the judgment that I deserved, so that today I get to take all the blessings that he deserved. You, my friend get to take all the blessings, all the victory, all the joy, all the health, all the peace, all the wholeness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. But you say, but, but Charlie, I look around and it's like, it seems like I have so many more problems than the other people I know or grew up with or even my other relatives in my same house. And you know, there is an answer for that because you, my friend, are a David. You are a David. Do you remember who fought Goliath? David fought Goliath. And why do you think that is? Because God had such a great destiny for him. He had such an incredible life waiting for him. He had such a divine purpose for him. He had already poured out his grace on David from the time that he was a child. David was set apart. He was loved by the Lord and he knew it. And so the devil brought in the Goliath my friend, the very reason that you suffer some of these things that you come across these Goliaths in your life is because you are a David. You are set apart for greatness. You have been set apart as holy to the Lord. You are not the same as the world. You're not the same as the, the rocks and the pebbles and the common stones that you find on the ground. You are a diamond. You are a diamond, my friend. You are a precious ruby and emerald, the precious stones. You are so beautiful and set apart to the Lord that the devil just can't stand it. So he brings us this Goliath. But the very fact that the devil brings you some trouble, my friend, in a backwards kind of way, is actually a great encouragement to us because he wouldn't be messing with us right if there wasn't something special about us he doesn't mess with those who are already dead because they're dead he'd mess with you because you're alive hallelujah and like i said you have a great purpose and we are i'm getting so far ahead of myself that is the word we're going to get into but before i forget uh yep, that was the very first bunny trail why I got to share with you that I follow Pastor Prince's ministry because I learned from him that every year he gives a word of the year to his church. And um, I have learned so much from that. And the Lord has grown my faith so much through that. And that's exactly what he does. And and that's that's part of why he does that. It's not saying, you know, that anything from before is now obsolete, or that the Lord doesn't have other words for us. But sometimes the Lord likes to emphasize certain truth in our lives, right? During different seasons, the Lord knows the Lord knows what's coming ahead in this year. Amen. And he has the great big picture of what's going on in the world, what's going on in eternity. And he knows the word that we need to hear now that we need to feed on now so that we can receive everything he has waiting for us in this year so that we can walk in the identity that he's given us so that we can walk in the victory that his son has already won for us. Hallelujah. And so that's one of the reasons. And another reason that he, he will give us a word for the year is so that, um, he tells us things ahead of time so that when they happen we'll know that it's from him and it encourages our faith and it will cause us to give him the praise right just like when jesus told his disciples the night that he was going to be betrayed he told them that he was going to be betrayed now at the time that was not that did not seem to them like an encouraging word and he even went on to 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 describe a little bit to them what was going to happen to him and of course that caused them all a lot of grief but then when it did happen And they finally remembered because remember, Jesus was crucified and the disciples were so stunned and so shocked because we got to remember that, you know, we're getting to read about things after they happen. So we understand why Jesus had to be crucified, but they all thought that he was coming to rule as a king then that he would vanquish the Roman empire and bring Israel back as a nation. And he did come to his people and had his people received him, he would have done that. But the Jewish leaders—we got to remember—the people who received Jesus were the youth. You know, most of his disciples were teenagers, and the poor and the outcast. But the leadership rejected him again and again and again. But their rejection is what the Lord used so that he could then turn and offer himself to the Gentile world, which is all of us, my friends. God sees three types of people. You are either a Jew. You are a Gentile or you are a child of God. (laughs) Amen. Because in the natural, you're a Jew or a Gentile. But once you become a child of God, whether you were a Jew or you were a Gentile, what matters to him is you're a child of God. Say, I am a child of God. Amen. That's how your daddy sees you as his precious child. Hallelujah. So Jesus tells them these things, but he gets crucified and they still get, they're still so stunned at first that, you know, they give up. They give up. Like, okay, this didn't work out how we thought it was going to. We're going back to fishing. right? But then there is a point where they remember, wait a minute. Jesus told us that this was going to happen and it reignites, it sparks off their faith. And then their eyes are open to see what, what, that this had to happen and what Jesus did for them at the cross. Hallelujah. So my friends. We are so far in, and we haven't even started our word yet. So I can go ahead and tell you, this is going to be more than one podcast, and I don't even know if I'm going to get the word to you. <laughs> the word of the year. Uh, hallelujah! We're already getting the word. I know that. I know some of y'all have already experienced some healings and some some breakthroughs. Uh, hallelujah! You know how I know that because one God's word says it. Until He does show me things in the Spirit, He. So incredible. And I just pray that you are receiving that. You know, it doesn't matter uh, when you listen to this because God is outside time and space and it is his spirit. He is the one who brings these things about. So it doesn't matter that we're in a different place, that we're in different time when you're listening to it. Many, many times while I was listening to DVDs, so these were sermons that had been recorded years ago. The Lord sparked off, a healing in me. And just real quick, I want to share something. And you know why I want you to know about this about healings and miracles? Because as you continue listening to the word, you can expect to receive more and more. And I want you expecting. You know, the Bible says that's what faith is. Faith is 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 the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. My friends, the very evidence of things not seen. Evidence is a very what it's a very legal, very real term. It's saying these things that you Hope for that once didn't exist have now become evidence as in you could see it, touch it, feel it. Amen. You know, when God does a miracle in your body, you can go get it verified by your doctor and I encourage you to now there. Don't expect them to tell you it's a miracle, but what I'm saying is faith is not pretending that there's not a condition in our body that is actually there, right? If you're a diabetic and you have to take insulin, don't faith is not pretending that you don't need the insulin. However, the Lord right the lord says that he has already healed our body so you have a completely healthy whole body waiting for you in heaven but we can start experiencing that here and now and believing the lord that he sets us free from those bondages and you know i actually have read the testimony of a of a man who had diabetes and he had to take insulin every day and he started believing that just as jesus is so am i in this world and he would think to himself, does Jesus have to take insulin? No, he doesn't. Neither do I in this world. And then one day this man was waiting in line to, to get into church and he passed out. And um, they, had, they, got, they, got, they got him to paramedics and, and all of this stuff. And they found that his blood sugar was so low, it caused him to pass out. You know why? Because the Lord had healed him of the diabetes. So when he took his insulin, it took his blood sugar too low but he was able to go to the doctor and they verified that and said, wow, you don't need insulin anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. My friends, God tells us to use his wisdom. Um, and I believe somebody was meant to hear that to, to hear that. Yes. In the natural diabetes can be a permanent condition where you expect things to get worse and worse and worse. Right. But we're not dealing with the natural. We're not coming against the natural work. We're, we're coming against the natural with the super, natural. It's called super white because it's super, it's over, it's greater than the natural. And Jesus Christ wants you healed of that. Hallelujah. He wants no limitations on you. He wants no pain in you. He wants you completely healthy and whole. Hallelujah in Jesus name. Wow. Amen. Okay. I said I was going to get us into our word. So we're going to do it we are we're going to get just a few minutes in there but but we're going to so um be expecting right be expecting to receive from the lord so we were talking about David and Goliath, right? How um why is it that you have whenever you have a monumental problem, that's a that's a go, a Goliath right? Like my, my health concerns were a Goliath. The brokenness of my heart was a Goliath for me. The, the dysfunction of my brain was a Goliath for me, right? Those are, those are Goliaths, And that's how we can use the old Testament. We're meant to use the old Testament. See, yes, these were things that really happened, but they still speak to us today. And so we're going to go into that. Cause you know what? David and Goliath does happen to be one of my favorite stories from the old Testament. And I want to encourage you, if there are children in your life, to share the story of David and Goliath with them. Because, you know, when I was very, very young, uh, very young, I don't remember the first time that I heard this account. And I simply believed it. And I thank the Lord for that, that that he had put in my heart that if it's in his Bible, then it's real and it happened. I didn't even question it. And, you know, it was that faith and that belief. What I saw was that it didn't matter what physically came against you the Lord would protect you. And honestly, that is what saved my life many, many, many times. When I was living in neighborhoods where drive-by shootings were a regular occurrence, and I, but I still did not live in the fear that the people around me lived in. And at the time, I didn't even appreciate it as much as I should. I didn't understand why they were all in so much fear because in my mind, I just knew that the Lord would protect me. And he did on numerous occasions. He protected myself and my younger brother. And um, that came from knowing these stories. Hallelujah. And so we can't outgrow these, right? Because we still face issues uh, all the time. We have Goliaths that come up in our life. So with that being said, actually, we're out of time. And we're going to have to pick this up next time. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Oh Jesus, you make me laugh. He makes me laugh. I hope he makes you laugh. Um, so I'm going to have to leave you hanging. Uh, we will be getting into 1 Samuel 17 in case you want to read ahead. It's an incredible uh, chapter of the Bible and, and I encourage you to do that. But um, as far as us talking about it together, we're going to have to do that next time. So my friends, I pray that you have been blessed today, that you have been encouraged. I know that this is still the word that the Lord had for you. And um, just just let him again, we're going to let that be our prayer. Daddy God, revive us, revive our families, revive our bodies, our relationships, revive our ministries and our workplaces, Lord, according to your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, my friends, till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.